Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody into the monthly call in. Um, if you're on live, welcome in. If you're watching in your own time zone, uh, welcome in as well. Um, if this is your first time here, Hacking Music is our training and execution platform that helps artists align and monetize their talent and their ability. Our mission is really simple it's to serve the world by strengthening the next generation of artists and to help them connect with the people that care the most. And that's their fans. So also you want to hang on till the end today. We have a really exciting announcement that we're going to be sharing with you here uh, towards the end of this conversation. So our guest today is Atlanta's Ken Stokes. Some people know him as PK. Some people know him as pretty Ken. However, you know him, um, he's going to be sharing kind of his history. He helped shape what Atlanta music is. Uh, he's a founder of the Attic Crew. He's worked closely with Outkast, the Dungeon, Dungeon Family, Goody Mob, Big Boy, CeeLo Green, Killer Mike, Young Bloods, Young Jeezy, Akon, and LaFace Records. Uh, so, Ken, welcome in, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks Back for having you. me, man. Absolutely, man. I know we've been um talking a bit over the last two or three months and oh, yeah. it's ex oh, yeah. i know there's some exciting stuff you've got uh working on there and in nashville so i'm excited to talk about it with the hacking music community nice. so ken for those of us that don't maybe know your history or come from yeah. a hip-hop urban background right. right catch us up kind of how, right. you, how'd you get here <clears throat> so, so like i said I, um from the beginning, me and Big, me and uh, CeeLo were a group, and of course, Big and Dre were a group. So we were the crew before the dungeon. Then we gotcha. we went we made our way over to the dungeon. We met a guy Rico Wade, and we went over to the dungeon, and that's how the whole dungeon family thing began. So over the time over the time we did the Outcast, the Good Mobs, whatever. So after that, and I'm not really left because they're still my guys, but I just wanted to start a fun crew, right? Because the dungeon, we were so serious. It was most serious. And I'm like, man, I'm too young for this, man. We got to have some fun. I need loud. I need energy. I need crazy, you know? Yeah. So I left there and we did the Attic Crew, which I put out the Young Bloods, uh, Polo to Dawn, you know what I mean? Um, and then from oh, there, that like an, an imprint label, kind of indie yeah. label? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So actually, we did we did uh, Young Bloods on the face. Gotcha. Yeah, so we put Young Blood, that was my first deal with the face. Uh, so my own deal. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, with the uh, dungeon, we were already on the face, but with my deal, I did uh, Young Blood's on the face records. Gotcha. So, you know, I was a producer. So I started off as a producer. That's really what I did. Okay. But I fell in love with, uh, I fell in love with doing deals. I fell in love with connecting the right people. And I fell in love with understanding how to sell it. You know what I mean? So over the years, I kind of grew into the role of the guy who's who's able to put the vision together, understand where it belongs, who is it for, how do we get it there, and be able to put the necessary parts together in order for it to work. Yeah. And uh, so that's when the TI thing, the Jeezy thing, you know, having all these deals and all these people get it together. So now <clears throat> that's all I do. I like to, you know, I like to, I can see it, you know, I, that's just my gift. I can see it. Like I tell people all the time, Hey man, I'm not in the music business. I'm in the star business, mm -hmm. you know, 
I don't sell product, I sell people. You know what right. I mean? So and as bad as it sounds, talent is like the second thing I think about when mm-hmm. it comes to, <laughs> you know, who, who I'm dealing with. And uh, so so over the years, man, I'm, so now I just become that guy that everybody knows. If I say this is it, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Nobody questions it. And, uh, you know, it's a totally different process the way I work, but uh, I fell in love with it, man, and I love it. And I'm just obsessed with just understanding why people want the things they want and mm-hmm. what make people move and how to get people's attention and hold people's attention, how to create like real fans, not followers. You know what I mean? Right. And, yeah. So that's my thing now, man. So like you, like you already know, I, I've been coming up to Nashville lately. Uh, I love Nashville, man. Nashville, I tell people all the time, everywhere I go, I say there's no place in the world with, that has a five-mile radius of the type of talent yeah. that Nashville has. Nowhere in the world. Like, I've, I've, Nashville has all the talent, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just love being up there, man, watching it, checking it out, you know, talking yeah. to people, you know, and, and it's, and I really love it because we're like three and a half hours away and it's like two totally different worlds. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? So just yeah. bring it. Yeah. You know, so it's, I've been having a great time though, man. I love it, man. Yeah. So that's great. my story, man. That's clear. Yeah. Man. I'm here. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> some of the, give us a crazy story from the nineties, Atlanta era. I mean, you saw m- most of it. Uh, what was something you'll never forget? I'll never forget <clears throat> nobody wanting to hear South rap music. You know what I mean? I remember going to New York. I remember people out, uh, booing outcast. I remember the West Coast not wanting to have anything to do with it. New York didn't want to let it happen. I mean, the dude... I remember going to parties and they wouldn't even play the records, mm. right? And they were paid to play the records and still mm. wouldn't play them just because they were South records, you know? And uh, <clears throat> just to see that breakthrough, it was just, and now today, you if you were in New York now, you would think you were in Atlanta just listening to the radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So just going through that whole time of fighting to get our position in the music game, dude, it was, it was rough. It was rough because New York, they thought they owned rap music. They were like, nobody gets in. We say, we have to say so, you know? So, but what they didn't realize is we had, the region was so large and we had so many people that we can actually deal with without even going up that way. Right. That the, ind- the independent game became crazy. So you had dudes independent selling like 100,000, 200,000 records out the trunk of their car. Right. And so, so as far as getting paid and making money, it was so different because you had these guys on these major labels. And when they'd come down this way, they would see an independent guy and be like, hey, ho, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? How are you living like this? What are you doing? He's like, hey, man, I'm. I sell my CDs out the trunk, right? <laughs> and uh, making all the money. And then the big, um, what was it, Selecto Hits? Was that in yeah, Southern? Out of Memphis. 
There you go. There you go. So once everybody, there you go. So once everybody figured out the distribution game, right. they were like, hey, man, well, if they don't want to hear us, let's just, let's just put it out ourselves and go to select those hits in different places like this and get these splits and we'll work it ourselves. And man, it just, and, but I do appreciate them because that made us learn the actual business of yeah. the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we didn't have nobody to babysit us. We had to learn it. And that's how we were able to figure out the numbers and who was getting what and how things were working. Yeah. You know, so I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, man. You look back on that era and I mean, artists are entrepreneurs. We talk about that absolutely all the time. And it's like, when you see an artist selling hundred thousand units out of the back of their trunk, Crazy. you are, you're more of an entrepreneur than you are an artist at that point. Absolutely. You understand sales, you know, distribution, yes. Yes. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And man, I, yeah. I, uh, I love that DNA. And we talk about, you know, how, how to strengthen artists, how to get them yeah. to own more of their career. Right. Uh, maybe we can hit on some of that here. Now I'm going to tell, tell you who, I'm going to tell you, Texas does it better than anybody. Texas does it great. Red dirt. I mean, it's, it's, think about and, it. And that really is, that's the MO of the music marketplace in 2023. Right. You Absolutely. know, it's like 51% of Grammy winners are independent artists. Absolutely. Absolutely. They get, they got the memo that like they can't just sing pretty songs on their stools right. anymore. Right. They got to have a back office that, you know, there's right. film, there's right. doing deals, team yeah. building, all that stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Texas yeah, has yeah. it. Atlanta has it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so uh, the cool. So the cool part about Texas is you never have to leave Texas. Right. <laughs> no, I, mean, I was born in Austin. Yeah. So when I was meeting guys in the like early 2000s and late 90s from Texas going down to Houston, I'm like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Man, you're not you're not a big artist. What's going on? And right. they're like, Dude. and Ken, you're from you're from Texas too, right? Oh, oh, the other kid, Ken Gay, right? Yeah, uh, yes, actually, I am from the Dallas yeah. Fort Worth area. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's see here, exactly. See, yeah. So all the guys I met then were like, dude, I never get when I met Slim Thug. I met Slim Thug at he was, I think he was twenty years old, and was living in like a ten thousand square foot house. I'm like, hold up, man, what are you talking about, man? And he had been selling albums out the car for the longest. So he right. was, he didn't even want a deal. And I'm sitting there, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, but once I got down there and saw how they were moving around, I'm like, dude, this is insane. This is crazy. Right, right. You know? So, so Ken, when you look at artists, there's 20 artists in front of us. Okay. What do you, what do you look for? What makes you decide that artist? So... So when I meet artists, even when people bring, people call me, hey, Ken, I got somebody you need to hear. Hey, man, I don't want to hear music at all. I don't care about that part. That's the easiest part to get, right? If I put this guy or this chick in the room full of five superstars, what is it about them that's going to stand out? What can they do, right? So if you took all the stars and strip everything they do from them, Put ten dollars in everybody's pocket and sent them in the room. Mm -hmm. Who's gonna stand out, right? right? 
So I sell it's, it's charisma, it's personality. It, it could be something as, I know this sounds crazy, but it could be something as simple as a laugh, right? Right. It could be a cool walk. It, what is it about you that we can sell that people love that will never change? Yeah. That let me, let me hit wait. pause on that. When you okay. say, you said a minute ago, you said, hey, I don't want to hear the music. Mm-hmm. That's got to be, you've, that's got to be a hard thing for them Absolutely. to hear. Absolutely. But, it's the most discouraging thing ever. Right. <laughs> because tell, tell me about that. Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you why. Because that's where the confidence lies, right? The confidence is in the ability, the talent, right? I need somebody whose confidence is in them, no mm-hmm. matter what they're doing, right? Because when the song is not playing, what are we doing? Like, what are we selling when there's no music? If you have to be doing what people love you for every time they see you, that just, I'm not telling you that won't work. That doesn't work for my style of play. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I want the person that we don't have a drop. We can drop a record every two years. Yeah. That's the easy part. We can do that in our sleep. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But I need the person that's going to be able to survive those two years and still maintain their celebrity and their star status yeah. just because of who they are. Right. Right. And I tell people, it's just not entertainment. You can be a superstar working at Waffle House. Right. It's just that person. Everybody loves to see or want to see or just has this crazy energy. Right. We all know somebody. They might, it might be a person work at a car wash or anything or some store you go into. But it's this person that every time you see him or her, you just want to know what's going on with him. You just got to speak to him. You just got to talk to him. You have to do something, right? Now, you get that. And then you say, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do with this. Going to get hit records. Come on, man. That is the easiest job in the world. You have a thousand producers and writers that got hits laying around that they don't even know they have. Right. (laughs) You know? So going to get the records is the easy part. What do we do when these records are not playing is the hard part, right? So I tell people, you have two things that look identical, right? You have, and they're so two totally different ways, but they can both share the top space. You have exceptional talent, right? Exceptional talent has to be doing what you love them for to appreciate them, right? Say that again exceptional talent they have to be doing what you love them for gotcha. in order to appreciate them right so every time you see them they better be doing what you like them whatever you like if you if it's the singing it's the good talk whatever it is they better be doing it right. because that's what holds their attention right but then you had the other person who just he just has the star quality it's the charisma it's the energy it's just that it's just that light that glow that yeah. man he can Man, he can stand on the corner and sell toothpaste. You know what I mean? Now, when you put that hit record on with him, it's a totally different ball game, right? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Yeah. I don't. This R and B, so y'all might not remember this, but so so back in the day, the, the singer Joe, you remember the R and B singer Joe? Sure. He had a record called "I Don't Want to Be a Player No More," right? The record was big. Record went big. But I was telling everybody then, I said, hey, hold up. Before he put this record out, what if he gave it to Bobby Brown, right? 
And they're like, man, why I say? Because everybody knows Bobby Brown is really that guy. He is Mr. Excitement. He's the part. He is the player. So if you hear that come out Bobby Brown's mouth, you know that's the truth. You know, like, oh, yeah, this is Bobby Brown. So it gives off a totally different effect, right? Joe is a definitely a great guy and a great R&B singer, a great singer-writer. But when he said it, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess, you yeah. know. It but didn't you mean it Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But you put the song on the star, it's a whole nother monster, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm not telling you this is the right way or the wrong way. This is just my way, sure. right? And, yeah. and the reason it gets discouraging is because when I get somebody in the room and I say, okay, all right, what are we selling? What are we doing? Oh, man, you got to hear this. I got this song. No, I don't care. I don't want to hear that. What happens at that point is you take the part that they're, they have all the confidence in away from them, and right. now they're standing there, now they're standing there butt naked, like, now what? <laughs> now what, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's the frustrating part, but and that's and that's my issue with record labels right now, right? So the first time somebody comes to me and say, "Hey, uh, oh, I hear, well, what are your numbers looking like?" I'm out. I don't even want to talk to you no more. I'm done. Because if you can't identify what's in front of you, right then, you shouldn't be in this business. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're looking for the world to tell you what to like. You, you, this is not the business for you, yeah. and that's and that's the problem. Too many of these guys are now in these offices, and so the real talent and the real superstars are not even getting a look because you got a guy on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, with all these followers, which aren't fans, right? And now you get them in these situations and put them out where they flop and look crazy, but it's only because this is not the job you should be holding, right? You know what I mean? So and when when you when you hit pause on the music conversation mm -hmm. and they're sitting there buck naked. Yeah. How do they respond? Is that is that a challenge they take on and they kind of build muscle around an underdeveloped part of their thing? Like say they have music. Say the music is strong, it's undeniable, it's great but we're not talking about it today. We're talking about strategy. We're talking about doing deals, whatever it is you're talking about. Do they rise to the occasion or do they shut down and take their toys and go home? And you know so, what I mean? So they always fold. And I'm going to tell you why, hmm. because I don't even have to do that to the ones that already know our stars. I only do that to the ones I know don't have it to show them that they don't have what I'm looking for. So when I see the star, it's not even necessary. You know what I do when I see the star? You know what the first thing I do? Mm. Come, come hang out with me. I take them right in the room full of the stars, and I just sit back and watch. And I'm like, yeah. So when you get somebody who walks in this room and feels like, man, this is my room. This is where I'm supposed to be. Now you're working, baby. Now you got yeah. something. Yeah. Now we're ready to go. You know what I mean? So I don't, uh -oh. now I've had a couple of guys. Now I've had it. Now I'm going to tell you, now this is a part of the business nobody ever talked about. Uh, you got to excuse my friends on this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I got this thing I tell people all the time. It's only one thing you have to do to be a star. 
<laughs> now, excuse what I'm about to say now. If you, We're all adults if you, here. <laughs> yeah. If you can stand in front of the world, butt naked, with that just getting out of the pool deep, mm-hmm. you ready. You are ready for the world. But if you got to go in the corner and hit it a couple of times before you come out, this is not for you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that is literally what this is, right? Yeah. So you take a guy like all the big guys, you like Tilt. You take a guy like Tilt, right? He loves it. He loves the BS. He loves he loves the fact that he's gonna wake up tomorrow and somebody's gonna be talking crazy about him, telling a lie on him. He can eat it. He loves yeah. it. He he it's fuel for him, right? Mm-hmm. But 90% of people don't know that part of the business. So they fold soon as stuff like that starts to happen. And that is, people have made a career out of making you look bad, right? Yeah. And they have to go to work every day, right? So you wake up in the morning and they and there's a blog or something going on, say, hey, I saw John with, you know, down there doing whatever, oh, he's nothing cocaine, he was this, 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 which would be a straight out lie. But if you're not, but if you're not built for it, then at that point, I bet his phone died. I'm guessing so. That's funny. Ken, how have you been? Oh, I'm good. I'm blessed. Are you uh, in Charlotte or are you in Nashville? I am in Charlotte at the moment, but I... uh... Um, headed to Nashville. It's uh, saying so, you know, in Nashville, we have uh, all of our events Nashville based are always on Tuesday night and Wednesday night because we have so many people that are, that are road warriors and go out on the weekends. So oh. that's the days to do it. So Tuesday was Wednesdays. I'm usually in downtown Nashville in the afternoons. Yeah. You back in? Yeah, I'm back, man. My bad. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> So even now, right, when I talk to artists, because this this I'm getting ready to tell you, dude, I'm not I'm not shitting you on what I'm about to tell you. This is a true story. I had this guy, <clears throat> dude. He was the coldest guy I've seen in years. He uh he could sing, man, he had a voice, he had a voice like um uh, man, he had the smooth, he had the coolest voice. He played the guitar like nobody else, right? Cold blooded dude. Mm-hmm. I get my I get my buddy from the label. Hey, you got to come to my house. Fly in, come see this guy. It's over. Now, this is before I start doing all the stuff I do now to make sure, right? They got it. So he comes, my guy comes. We in we in my living room. The dude's in the middle of the floor performing. Going crazy. I'm sitting there like, Ooh, it's so weird. out of here. And so he, he finished playing. And my guy was like, my guy said, So how you doing? You know, what's your name? He started just talking to him, right? And then in the middle of him talking, while the guy was responding, my buddy was just like, Boom. And I looked like, what the hell, what is going on, right? But then I caught on to what he was doing. 
So he asked the dude another question, and the dude stopped talking again. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so my buddy was like, now what are you going to do if somebody does that? What are you going to do? John, I'm serious. This is exactly what happened. The dude walks over to the couch, put the guitar down, comes back to the middle of the floor and says, if they do that, I'm going to do this. And he did a backflip. Hmm. <laughs> he did a backflip. I looked, I was like, what the fuck? My guy looked at me, he was like, man, I'm out. He just walked out the door. I looked at him, I was like, what, dude, what was that? But from then on, it made me check the mental side, right? Are you really are you really built for when it's not going right? Right. Are you really you see what I'm saying? Because that's the part yeah. of the business. The cracks. The, the cracks yeah. appear. Yes. Yes. Nobody talks about that, right? Nobody yeah. talks about that. And I was just like, it made me change everything about my approach when it comes to artists. So mm-hmm. I spend I spend so much time on that now to make sure because once you get in front of you, like you know, you don't know until you know, right? So I had a guy, the first guy I signed from uh, doing country. Man, we took him to the labels, dude. He wouldn't even sing. Hmm. John, he wouldn't sing, dude. So he, he looked like a big fish in a small pond now. Now he right. was the guy. But when I got him to the stage, when I got him to the show, okay. he Hey, man, I could not believe it. So, hmm. Yeah, so then that's when I said, hey, man, you know what? I have to spend more time dealing with who the person is and yeah. the person instead of the talent. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so that's why I came up with the way I do it now. Like, yeah. you give me the well, star, give me the guy that wants to be seen, give me the person that's not scared of attention, not scared to be embarrassed, and we're going to the top every right. time. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that, Ken. When you talk, when you talk about your day-to-day, how you work and what you focus on, what is that... <clears throat> What does that look like? Because I mean, you're you're involved in some some different things and some different companies, but day to day when you're working with artists, what does that look like? What kind of decisions are you making? So first of all, when we get somebody, I like I told you, I spend all the time over here, so outside of the music. So what we work on mainly is I first you have don't, to you don't touch the music. You don't. You're not, not interested. Okay. Not yeah. to, not, not, until we get everything. Once we narrow down everything else, see, I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to shoot in the dark, right? Yeah. I like to hit targets. So in order yeah. to do that, yeah, we sit down, and I first decide. Okay, I have to identify who you are. Who can identify with you? Who is your tribe? Right? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna get this? Like I tell people, hey man, if you like, if you like jelly on your French fries, right? There's a million people out there that eat jelly on their french fries. Let's get to them. Don't try to switch it up. Stay yeah. right here and let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I figure out who the person is, what it is about this person, what's so cool about this person. And then from there, we build the music around them. So this is why this is exactly how I explain it, John. I say, think about this. <clears throat> Take a movie, right? And you have the star, right? Now, just think about, let's just think about a movie. Watching a movie. How many times do you actually hear a song in that music, in the movie, right? 
most of the time it's just dialogue from the star, right? So that's how we, that's the approach. We have okay. our star and the music is the soundtrack. Right. But it's, that's it. Not the other way around. Mm-hmm. The star and the music is the supporting cast, right? So we build, a, we build a music around exactly who this person is. And that is how we go get the crowd that we want. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So more like a filmmaker than that's a A&R person. That's exactly what it is. So I don't I don't do the hey, just send us some songs. It's like, okay, no, this is who this person is. This is what she represents. This is what this looks like. This we spend weeks and maybe months just on the look, right? right? What does this look like? What is when you walk out this house, what does this look? What is yeah, because because look, if we being honest, entertainment business is like wrestling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You find a character, right. get to a finishing move, <laughs> and you go to work, right? Find an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now you're right. So now you uh like 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 say for instance, uh this guy up there in Nashville. And I I'm just explaining it to him. He's a um he, he he does country, but he's not country, right? So I was trying to explain to him. I'm like, dude, they're not accepting you because you're playing. You're not serious about the culture of country music, right? So you look like you look you look like you're kind of having fun with it and playing with it. So how about you don't try to get in that crowd and just do music, just sing and find your tribe. From there, mm-hmm. but if you try to find people with your music, it's just it's a harder approach because there's too many opinions when it comes to music, right? Right. right. But when it comes to the person, hey man, listen, you got to make a decision, right? Either I like this person or I don't. And nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, even if you don't like them, as long as they're good good at what they do, you're still gonna rock with them, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. try to, yeah. So I don't try to get people. I don't try to get attention by music because it's it's just it's too hard. Like everybody's a critic, everybody knows music. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, everybody has an opinion. It's all subjective. Exactly. So I don't even get into that. You know what I mean? But what I do know is when you see this person standing in front of you, you're gonna know that this is a star. You're gonna right. know when they walk in, they 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 turn this room upside down. Yeah. You know. Well, let's so, let me ask you about the environments that you put them in. Okay. You know, you, you and the artist in a room workshopping this for two or three months is one thing, but how do you perish? Where do you parachute them in and just say, okay, let's see if they survive, you know? The true, this is, this is the big, this is the guy again. This is a true story. So in, in Atlanta, we got this thing. Not just in Atlanta, even when we're in LA, New York, wherever we are. When you get stars in the room, it becomes a real, uh, it's, it becomes a real competition, right? When it comes to the music. So I brought my guy down. We were in the studio. I invited a bunch of guys over who's big, big guys to come check them out. I'm like, hey man, everybody come to see you. They want to see who I'm working with. Everybody get down. I'm like, this is your room, dude. They came to see you. Right. Oh my God. And what the energy got going. He played two records. 
Everybody looking at the record, and I knew this was about to happen. This is when the competition started. Oh, oh hold on. Hey, 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 give me that chord. Let me see the chord. I got a record, too. Let me let y'all hear this new record I, I'm about to put out. Dude, he went from standing in front of the console with everybody to sitting back on the couch by himself, right? And I'm texting him like, dude, what are you doing? This is this on. This is they hear, yes, it's competition, but they hear because they respect you. They're rocking with you. Like, these are big guys, right? Like, done sold millions of records. Dude, man, I walked out for a minute. <laughs> I walked out. And I was coming back, and one of the guys was coming out of the room, and he was just like, hey, man, your boy folded on us, man. And I'm like, you then I'm walking, going back in the studio. Then the, the another guy comes out and like, hey, man, your boy, in the, he left. He in the park like, man, he outside. Hmm. I said, what are you talking about? So I go outside. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Man, they trying to take over the room. I'm like, that's what stars do. What are you talking about? I'm like, it's always on when stars are in the room. Man, they are, this is how it goes. Like, yeah. if, you put, if you put Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe and all these dudes in the same room, they're gonna talk about champ shit, right? Yeah. Let me show you what I'm doing. Yeah. That's Let me it. Show you what I'm working on. That's yeah. it. It's a it's a it's a level of respect. It's almost because... a brotherhood of like, hey, that's 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 really good. Let me rub. Let me show you this. It's Absolutely. not a. It's not a. It's it's not a you know a one upping. It's like it's a it's a respect thing. That's what I try to explain. Almost. You know what I mean? That's, Jay, that's what I tried to explain to them. Yeah. I'm like, dude, they never would have played anything if the music if the music was garbage. Yeah. yeah. Right. It'd have been done. So after right. that, that was the last trip, man. I had to send them back home. I, I I let them out the deal. I said, hey man, you don't owe me a dime. I appreciate it. Good luck. And yeah. we out. Right. Right. That's when I had to go back to what I do because I got away from it at that time because I was just getting into country music. So yeah. the, difference in, the difference in us and country music in Nashville is we're, we in, we're in the star business. Nashville is in the music, in the song business. Song business, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I never knew that. I didn't know that. It took me a while to be up there to understand like, oh man, okay, this is different. This is a totally different approach. Yeah. And most of these guys are not, they're not that. They're not built yeah. for that. You know what I mean? So it's a difference. So it's the difference between an artist and a musician, right? right. Nashville's a song town. You know, you, there you, you, go. you there write you your go. first 300 songs before you get in the game. And that's go. a lot of songs, you know. It's a lot of songs, yeah. That's, so it was, it, was a, it was a learning experience and it was cool. But uh, it just brought me back to what I do. I said, hey, man, hey, I can't leave. Yeah. this space i have to stay where right. i know i can i can work it and i know how to dominate right here you know yeah uh, and it goes back to, like i told you i just i sign people not I, I sell people not products you know yeah no uh, but yeah that was one situation i put them in and uh automatically let me know like this is not it but the young lady that i have now put her in the same situation and it was just like she took over right, right? And I'm sitting there like, yeah, let's go. So now I'm excited about doing 
whatever with her because I know she can handle it. You know, she's yeah. ready for it. Because listen, yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, and, and I'm not telling you, and, and, I, and I always tell people, I'm not telling you my way is the way and the only way. This yeah. is the way I do it. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, in order for me to do it to the best of my ability, I have to have that person, you know, yeah. with the confidence through the roof. I tell people all the time when I'm working, when I start, I say, let me explain something to you. It's top 10 or nothing. Number 11 is an absolute failure for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds crazy, but that's just yeah. how we are. Yeah that level of competition it's like there's a lot of artists who are comfortable just being a tourist going to writers nights in nashville seeing somebody famous and and you know low level success but but getting somebody to compete at the highest levels so like ken gay is, is working on a show with um um lauren hill like what what is the highest level that that we can the show can exist on Songs Absolutely. as well, you know, yeah. how do you, we, we spent a lot of time keeping good songs off great records, like songs, mm-hmm. you know, That's songs may not matter to you first, but eventually, yeah. eventually yeah. they do, you know, oh, and, and re- songs that resonate with their fans. It's like you mm-hmm. have to compete at a level that is almost maniacal. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's got to not only work for you, it's got to work for your audience globally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. a that's a hard song to write. That's a hard song to find. Yeah, but you and have to keep too, the bar. Yeah. yeah, there. And I'm gonna tell you too. Uh, the, yeah. the, the the new young lady that I'm working with. One of the things that made the first question I asked her, because she's a writer, right? Yeah. First question I asked, I say, let me ask you this before we even start anything. Do you have to write the hit? Hmm. And she was like, No, give me the hit. Whoever got the hit record, give it to me. I said, let's go. Now we're ready. Yeah. So many times, so many times I've seen people presented with a smash record. I'm probably, I'm talking about probably the biggest record of their lives and they don't want to do it because they didn't write it. Yeah. They shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, Tim McGraw and Garth Brooks, 99% of their songs are other, you know, outside songs. That's it. And I try to explain to the artists. I say, hey man, this is what you're not realizing. You're going to make 10 times as much money as they are performing this record for the next 20 years. Like, don't, man, don't, who cares who wrote it? Let's go kill. Let's go get them, yeah. man. Let's go. Those are the vehicles for your next 30 years. That's so, Ken, let me ask you this. You know, let's talk about doing deals for a second. Once you yeah. find your artist and you've checked the boxes, you've put them in environments where they flourished. Mm-hmm. What, what are the next steps there? I mean, do you think about upstreaming? Do you think about publishing? Like what's, what's going through your head? So now this is going to, now, now listen, this is, this is what me and Nashville class. Now like, this is. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, so being an artist first, being a, being, I'm still a creative. So, Protecting the artists and taking care of the artists is always my number one thing. And then it's the business side for me, right? Even being a label. So in my deals, which I know a lot of people don't like, I don't take publishing at all, right? 
uh, zero publishing. Now, what I do is this thing called a, uh, I get the first right, right? A refusal. So if someone offers you later on, let's say a million dollars for your pub, I have the option to buy it at a million, not $9.99 at a million dollars. Yeah. I, I'm able to get it first, right? Right, right of it, first refusal. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but, but if you, but as long as you ride out, it's yours 100%. I don't want none of your publishing, right? So I hear a lot of people. <clears throat> so if you win, you win together yeah. and you Absolutely. can't participate. That's it. That's it, champ. That's it. So my whole thing, and then so, and man, it's funny. I, I literally had this conversation last night at the studio. So I was listening to this guy say, man, I ain't never doing no 360 deal. I ain't doing that, man. I said, hold up, man. I said, and, and I had to address it. I said, let me tell you something. Everybody who has a problem with a 360 deal is because you've never been in the business. So what you don't understand is it's the only way. And it's not taking anything from you. It's actually a, a, a better situation, right? Because here's what happens. I explained it to do. I say, think about this. Years ago, labels didn't have to touch anything else because they were making $19 off a record, right? You're making probably 30 cent, 50 cent off an album. The label was making $19, right? right. There's no reason from them for them to touch anything else. You came in with your managers. You came in with all your other people. And they just made money off of the actual albums, right? That's over. It's done. It's streaming now. That income is now out the door. So now a label says, all right, I tell you what, now I got to go back to work, right? I got to go back to work now because now I got to be the manager. I have to be the booking agent. I have to do everything. I got to come back in this office and get my hands dirty now. And it's for 20%. So if I'm taking you to make, like I tell people all the time, I say, think about this. If I take you up the street to make $100, do you have a problem with giving me $20? And that's literally all it is, yeah. right? That's it. And But people who don't understand the business, they got a problem with that. But yeah. I have to work. I have to work for this 20%. So if I want a lot of money, I have to make you a shitload of money. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to no... tie people's hands when yeah. they're making you money. You want to Come say on, you don't want to say only make me a hundred dollars. No, Come you on, want dude. to free them to run. You want thoroughbred. Absolutely, man. Come on, dude. So yeah. like, but you talking to so many people, Jay, Jay, that don't know the business. And yeah. they and they putting all these bad, all this bad language out there and all this and that. And I'm sitting there like, dude, explain to me what the 360 deal is. Oh man, they taking this, they taking that. I say, no, man, that's not how this works. Like, who are you talking to? You know the, what I mean? The best way I've found to approach that is to use the language of a joint venture. That's we that's we were in a joint word. venture with Garth Brooks company. You know, mm -hmm. it was a third, a third, a third. Everybody wins together. Everybody that's participates. It. And that's it's it. like, who do you want to be in business with? Do you want to be in business with the person, the barista at Starbucks? Or do you want to be in business with Garth Brooks? Right. That's it. That's easy. <laughs> you know? That's it. Yeah. You know? and that's so how thinking, have... thinking joint venture, it's like, right. you know, nobody's signing artists anymore just because they like them and right. they're going to develop them. It's like right. you need to have some there there to where people mm -hmm. want to be in business with you Absolutely. and realize that, you know, this person has some stuff going on 
I think we can contribute to that. You know, that's yeah. that's a more adult yeah. Yeah. conversation. And then, and then listen, Jay, and even when I talk to him, right, I'm like, dude, let's just deal with the actual number, man. Let's just deal with simple math. Yeah. I get 20%. I'll never make as much money as you. Never. The only way I become this powerhouse is if I have 10 of you. That is where I make my money. You know what I mean? I don't get rich off of you. But some kind of way through this social media and all these people that's never been in the situation, never been in the music business, have all these opinions. So now when you meet people and you start having a business conversation, they're like, oh, man, I'm not this. And you're like, dude, you don't even understand what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like even, even, yeah, even something I had to get used to with, with Nashville artists, right? So not just Nashville, but in country period. So and now on our side, we we go in the studio until we get a single, right? We go into the studio, we grind, grind until we get the record. And we let the record take us on the road, right? On on y'all side, they gig, gig, hit the road without even having a record. They're just building this fan base, right? Right. We don't do that. We we skip that part totally. Mm-hmm. We get the hit record, put all the money in the hit record. Branding, putting it out, and the first time we get outside, we're making money. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like real money. So it's 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 two totally different approaches because the, one of the people I was, I was trying to work with up there, they kept saying, "Hey man, when we gonna gig? When we gonna get some gigs?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, we don't need right now. We go on the road. We're paying for, to put you on the road. Let's get us a hit." Let's spend these next two, three months or whatever in the studio. Let's get this hit record and they will pay you to come outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it's two totally different worlds and, and two totally different ways of doing it. So I tell and people, I, I'm like, I think it depends on the artist, you yeah. know, and, and it depends mm-hmm. on the genre. It's like, you know, if, you, if you're in, in Texas, mm-hmm. you need to be on the road. Like, yeah, like there's, there's money to be made on the mm-hmm. road. Really? Um, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, say, say for instance, right for us. We'll we'll go from like like let's say the, the, the young lady I'm with now I got now that I'm working with we got us a smash like we got probably about three of them like crazy so when I released this record in January right and put everything behind it that we're gonna put behind it by March by March she'll come out the gate probably doing ten thousand a night right. That ten thousand night will turn to I know fifty thousand by the next month, by the end of the next month. So by the end of the summer, she'll be doing one fifty, two hundred thousand a night. And I and I didn't have to spend any money right. putting her on the road. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we just spend the money different in different yeah, yeah. ways. That's all, you know. Yeah, so, it's uh, gas pedals. You got to you got to yeah. choose which gas pedals you're gonna yeah. pedal yeah. down. Because think about it, you can spend you can spend two hundred thousand putting guys on the road for a couple months, right? And all they come back with is a couple people who know them when they may show up or sold a couple of t-shirts. It's still no hit record. You know what I mean? And I just think. I just think the way we do it is let's hurry up and get to where we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. 
And uh, especially with the access that you have with this social media stuff now, it's like, put, dump the money there, right? Like, and let that take you where you're supposed to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Instead yeah, yeah. of just fishing. Yeah, instead of fishing. So that's that's something I had learned dealing with musicians and artists. That was yeah. That was something, because it was new to me. You got to think, this whole musician thing is brand new to me. You know, I'd never mm-hmm. had to deal with that in my 30 years. I was on this side, so I never dealt with bands and all of that, you know, all of that type of stuff. Yeah. So it was just, it was, it was, it was a new, man. It was, uh, it was cool though, but yeah. So, so anyway, back to the business part. So we do, I do 360 deals, right? I do, I do 20% across the board of everything. Like you get, everything is on you. All other stuff is on you. You make all the money. Uh, and those, that's the way I set my deals up. I do like two albums, you know, and if you want to mess with me, continue to mess with me. Cool. Uh, and if the label come in and label like, Hey man, I want to, I want to do business with you, man. Let's do this, which it doesn't make sense to me if you're already going, you know, but I actually give them the option. Like, Hey man, how you, uh, how you feel about it? If you feel like you want to be in this, a bigger system, which now, you know, the percentage come down, you know, uh, and like I tried to explain, people like, dude, the label, the major labels are nothing but a bank. That's right. it. It's, it's just like going capital. in. That's all, man. It's like going in and getting a construction loan. Yep. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Now the that you never can pay back. I was just about to do. I was just about to <laughs> So it's a loan that you never know how much you spent. You yeah. never know anything. And it's 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 crazy. So I'm like, you can you can deal you can deal with this and make all the money and know exactly what's going on, or you can get in this system and oh forever, you know. And I yeah. think I think man, you talked about this. Uh, and if everybody listen, this is a cool way to handle this. So John Legend used to go up to the label every couple of months and just show up with an auditor. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere, just show up. Hey, what's up? Yeah, man, we here. We're gonna do an audit. See what's going on with the money. And he and every time he was like, they go scrambling, and all of a sudden come out the back. Well, hey, well, we got this six hundred thousand dollar check, man. I've been sitting here waiting on you. <laughs> you know, and like, man, get the hell out of here. Give me my man some more money back there. You know. Mm. And and I was and I was talking to one of my lawyer buddies who uh, he's a big lawyer at one of the late one of the major labels. And he used to tell me all the time, Ken, the label know they owe you money. The thing is, you don't know. They gonna give it to you if you know. Like when you if you come know what they ask for, they gonna give it. But until then, they hold it and try to make interest off the money while it sits. But if you show up and say, "Hey, man, y'all owe me this amount," they gonna give you the money. But they bank on you not knowing. You know what yeah. I mean? So. You really have to, even even one of the deals I did back in the day with Sony, in my deal, I was like, hey, man, listen, a dollar cannot be spent without me signing off on it. If you spend anything without my signature, that is unrecoupable. That's on you. Dude, they were trying to get me out of there so fast, man. They were like, man, hold on, man, hold on. We don't, people can't find this. People can't figure this shit out. If they mm-hmm. figure this out, they're going to kill us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. you are, yeah, because you know how they spend the money. They 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 charge everybody for one budget. 
multiple you know expenses, I mean? recoupments yeah. that are three deep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so Kim, I mean, what um what's next for you? What are you excited about going into 2024? This is what I make sense. This is what I'm at, I'm losing my mind about. Mm-hmm. Nashville, right? Because being up there, I told you, I mean, you talked about this. So as I was going out, you know, like I would hear a guy singing country music. I mean, no, like the country music. Yeah. But then when he got off, got off stage and started talking, it's like, it sound like he's from New York or something, right? I'm like, damn, you don't even talk. What, the, what is this? And so as I started to talk to people, they were like, hey, man, I'm doing country music because I'm in Nashville. I'm like, well, what would you rather be doing? And they might say whatever, right? So listening and, you know, just going around checking that out, I was like, oh, I know what I can do. I want to become the outlet for Nashville for every artist that didn't want to be country, right? So if you're doing mm-hmm. pop, if you're doing soul, whatever you're doing, I want to be the guy that can facilitate it and, and put it out. And and not saying Nashville doesn't know how to do it. Uh, a lot of people just not interested right now, especially when you got a working machine the way yeah. they have. Sure. It, you know, it's not even necessary. But now there's so much talent up there and so many people that can pull it off. I just want to come set up shop and like, hey, I'm here. Bring me all the talent, whatever you whatever you got, you know. As long as it's not country, I'm gonna let them have country. Yeah. But everything else, I'm I'm with. So that's I what I want to do. That's what I want to. That's 2024 for me, man. Nice. You know? Nice. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Ken, this has been awesome. Um, yeah. We should also make mention too. We have you have a for the first time you've got a masterclass training. That, oh, we're yeah, be, yeah, yeah. that we're going to be doing in December. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, let me just kind of talk about that for a second here. So this is the mechanics of career building in 2024 mm-hmm. led by Ken Stokes and myself. This is career building in 2024. It's a five day training. We're going to have each day uh, starts December 4th at one o'clock, a daily session training for 60 minutes. And then you if you want to join the VIP group after we're going to stay for another 45 minutes and really have uh, more of a personalized one-to-one training session to follow. Um, so I'm really excited about this. I know we've been talking about this for a while. Um, yeah. What What are you talking Dude, about? I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited to bring your way and my way together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, listen, let me tell you something. If people can't get it from this conversation in this class, yeah. you're just not you're not supposed to have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like really, because I'm into the the shine. I'm into the big bang, right. and you're in, and you're into the mechanics of the machine. Like you want to make sure it runs smooth. You know yeah. what I mean? So you have exactly. both of those together. Oh man, how can you lose? You can't lose. Yeah. It's, it's going to be cool. I mean, some of the things like day one is with kind of temporary titles, but day one is becoming undeniable. How mm-hmm. icons think, create, and execute. Day two is bigger than the songs. Uh, day three is your show and your future. And Ken Gay, you you can speak for hours on staging experiences and, and maybe maybe Absolutely. next year we'll, we'll, we'll do some of that. Day four is how artists go broke. 
And we talk about making money every day, products, monetizations, and monthly reoccurring revenue. Day five is doing deals, teams, partners, allies, mm -hmm. how to structure smart deals. We're going to be yeah, doing a, a deal teardown where we look at a number of deals, look at deal points, what works, why that, you know, the right mm -hmm. of last refusal, first refusal can be really important. So this is nuts and bolts stuff. It's not about writing pretty songs. It's not about producing music. You can do that in your sleep. This is about building the back office around your career in a way that really strengthens the artist. So I'm excited about this, Ken, and I look forward to um, to the students and the artists that join us for this starting December 4th. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. That's going to be a great time, man. I, I just want to, I just really want to, I just, I, I just want to help, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just want, I just want to help stars understand that it's okay to be a star. You know right. what I mean? Because a lot of times they're not around the right people to celebrate it, and it's more offensive than anything to people who are not stars. You know? Right. So, so stars, in order to flourish, they have to be in the right setting where people get it, right? So like I tell people all the time, hey man, you can't, you cannot manage a star. You manage everything around. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100%. When you have a super, when you have a superstar, you just walk behind them with the pooper scooper. That's hmm. it. You just need to clean up the shit behind them and let them be them. And that is how they kill. That is how they think about this. And I, I ain't gonna talk it. I'm this last thing I'm gonna say. Think about this. We are already in the most ridiculous business in the world, right? Nobody needs what we what we do to survive, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be out your mind. This is the star mindset. You have to be completely out your mind to believe that your day will be better if you mess with me, right? Right. If you listen to me, I can make your day better. Like right. just that mindset. You have to be living in a totally different world, but you have to have people around you that understand that world, right? Right. And and don't try to, you can't get in there and mix it up. You can't, you, if, when you try to normalize a star, it's over. You've yeah. lost already. You know Thoroughbreds I mean? are different. You, you, you it, handle dude. thoroughbred horses different. That's it. That's it. You don't change what they're doing. You just take them to the right place to do it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Ken, this has been great, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, everybody, as you have questions, you can leave them in the comments below. This will be in the community here in the next 48 hours or so. But Ken, thank you so much for joining us. Any last thoughts before we button up? That's it, man. I appreciate you, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to let's let's see who the next stars are, man. Let's go. Let's find them. Yeah. All right, Ken. Thanks so much, brother. Talk to you soon. Hey, appreciate you, man.